Okay. Oh. So, I decided to do a podcast today. I was going to go sit outside and do it, but I'm actually sitting in my parents' room right now because everybody's in class and at work and, excuse me, and um, I was going to sit outside, but it's a little bit too warm for me in this morning right now. And also, the people that are doing, there's a lot of people like doing construction across from where I am and so across from my house and so I was like nah I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it maybe I should I don't know I feel weird just talking in a room I mean no one's I just I don't like talking when people are there I mean what's the problem so what so what so what so what it don't matter it don't matter anywho needless to say I um yeah, I was going to sit outside, but I just felt like, ooh, I don't want a lot of people. I don't want to be staring directly at a lot of people um, working right now. So, but actually, that is the topic for today. Um, not staring at people, but construction is a topic for today. So, the title of this um, podcast today is Construction and Constructivism. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like, what does that mean? What are the differences? We're about to go into that. Let me check my notes. Oh, maybe we should pray first, and then I'll check my notes. <laughs> so, dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for um, just allowing us to wake up another day, God, for showing us your faithfulness through giving us breath once more, by showing us your faithfulness through rising the sun once again, God, and by just constantly showing your faithfulness through your grace toward us, Lord, we don't deserve it at all, and yet you continue to lavish it upon us. And so we thank you, Lord. I pray that you speak through me today and that you allow this to be something that is able to help me process what I'm facing right now and is also to help other people who may be going through the same thing as well. God, we praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, 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 okay. So let me find my. Okay, okay. So the topic for today is construction and constructivism. Now, in the process of construction, let me tell you how this came to be about in my mind as an idea. Um, across the, sh- the, so like where I am on one side of this like little man-made lake, um, or like not really a lake, it's more kind of like a river. I don't know, but it's like man-made. And um, so my family and I are on one side, Across from us is a another complete a community, another development, um, and they've been building over there. So we used to have like a bunch of trees that used to cover that area. They completely demolished every single tree. Um, they destroyed the environment. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but they like took out all the trees, and now they're building over there. Um, and they're building about three or four houses. Um, and they have been working so quickly. Like literally, it was I think last. A couple of months ago that they completely took out the trees, not even a couple, it was probably about like five or six months ago that they took out the trees. Um, and now they have like already started building the foundations for a two story house. Um, and it's just wild. Like it's, it's so cool to see the process of something being built. Um, and I'm actually going to open up my window a little bit more so I can see it while I'm talking about it. I mean, open up the blinds a little bit more. But, um, yeah, it's so cool to just see the process 
and the stages of construction. I think construction is probably one of my favorite things. Um, not gonna lie. I, I love watching HGTV. I love watching them demo things and renovate things. I love watching people just build things for no reason. Like, I just, I find it so fascinating and I definitely want to be a part of that. I know one day I want to have a shed where I can just build stuff and like make stuff. And, um, I just think it's incredibly fascinating. I love it. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> and so when they started building across the street, um, or not the street, across the lake from me, I was like, just I just kind of watch them a lot because I'm just so fascinated with the process of building. Um, and so that's kind of what I want to talk about today is this whole idea of construction, right? So um, God just gave me this kind of symbolism, this analogy of um, of construction going on in our hearts, right? And so it's like, it's basically like sometimes when so it's like this we are sinful human beings and this sin that we are indulging in and stuff like that grows up shoots up with the stability of trees if we allow it with the persistence of weeds it is just like kind of overgrowth in this little patchy area right and so then when we allow Christ into our hearts, he begins to kind of like take that out. He begins to cut it down to remove that overgrowth and he lays a foundation for us. And then when he builds that foundation, that concrete foundation, um, so that, you know, we don't slip so that nothing that you know, no weeds or anything like that can penetrate through the floors of our building. Um, you know, he, he lays that foundation of concrete for us. And, you know, I kind of think of it like this. When we were at another church here in Fort Myers, we used to, um, they were trying to build an elevator, um, like as an addition to the building. So what's crazy is the building didn't come with like an elevator or space for an elevator. Um, and so they had to build it, but, they didn't recognize was that they didn't like till the soil enough like heavy duty tilling to get all of like the huge roots out and so they cut back a little bit of a tree but then the tree roots came back and ended up messing with the entire elevator and it's not really funny but like was I was gonna say funny story but it's not really funny because somebody actually got stuck in the elevator and they had to like actually get them out and so yeah it was that was a fun church. <laughs> but what I mean by that is when Christ tills our hearts, tills the soil of our hearts, he doesn't just halfway do it. He wants to remove all of the weeds. He wants to remove all of the sin and the desires that we have. And he, he doesn't know to remove the desires that we have, but he wants to remove like the those little inklings of sin those little inklings of wanting to choose our own way as opposed to choosing his way if we allow him if we allow him into our hearts he wants to remove those things and um you know we can stop him from removing it we could put it back in there but that doesn't help us he just wants to help us remove it and that's what he does if we allow him and so we have that level surface once we 
you know, say, okay, all right, now those, I no longer have the desire to choose myself. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to stumble and mess up every now and then, but I no longer am choosing myself. So once we come to Christ and we, you know, become a believer and we say, okay, God's will over my will, that's when I feel like he starts, you know, laying that foundation, laying that concrete down after leveling the surface so that we can have a nice house. Um, But, you know, that's our foundation in Christ. But once we have a foundation, it's not like the house that it's not like the house is done <laughs> once you have a foundation, right? So you become a believer, you accept Christ into your heart, into your life. Um, but that doesn't just stop there. What does that mean? You know what I mean? What does that look like? And it's like, it looks like a house continuing to be built. I mean, once you lay the foundation, you don't just say, all right, cool. That's it. We done. Well, let's get out of here. Like, imagine if people did that. Imagine if when things went under construction, they just lay the foundation and then they were like, okay, we're done. No, 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 no. You lay the foundation, but that's only the start. That's only the beginning. So when we accept Christ into our hearts, that's only the beginning. It's not just that. It's it's only the beginning when we accept Christ into our hearts and we say, I'm no longer ruling, but I'm going to let you let you rule. And after laying that foundation, it's literally a lifetime of building in our hearts, it's like our hearts are under construction for a lifetime. Um, and so let me kind of walk you through the process of what I'm seeing across the street combined with some ideas that some one of my friends kind of dropped in my head. Um, but basically what I see across the street is them building from the ground up, right? So they kind of have already laid the foundation and then now they have kind of these um, concrete brick looking type of things and they're beginning to and I watched them do this one day just like stack the bricks um on top of one another um not like straight up and down but they kind of like you know stagger it as they do with bricks and they're basically building the frame of the house out of these bricks um and so it's it's like they they really want to get like that solid um What's that thing called? I couldn't tell you. They want to get. I I wouldn't say solid foundation. It is probably the solid foundation. I want to say that it's a foundation because it, it's like the outlines of it. It's the framework of the house basically. They want to get a solid framework of the house, and so they've built the bricks and all that stuff like that. And I can imagine that you know the next step after having all of the bricks built, having all of that you know in, installed and stuff like that, is to begin putting all of the um the woodwork in there kind of building the wood that goes around the house unless they're not using wood they probably are using wood though I would doubt that they're not using wood but yeah okay I don't really know much about construction but it's really interesting and um I think that you know that process is not first of all the process of being under construction is um not very fast like I will watch HGTV and I will see them within you know, the span of an hour that I'm watching the television show, um, I will see them <laughs> take apart a house, renovate the house, and then I will see them, you know, um, make the house what it is, build it back up, uh, stuff like that, tear it down, build it back up. Um, but that's only in the span of an hour slot on the TV 
you know, and in real life, it's really like, you know, six months, <laughs> it's really like a long time, and they, I hear them say all the time, like, yeah, this will be like a six-month rental project, but I, that doesn't process for me, that doesn't register for me, and it didn't register for me until I was watching them build across the street, I mean, across the lake, why do I keep saying street, it's not a street, it's a lake, across the lake, I didn't, it didn't process for me until I saw the building, and I realized, like, they're still building, like, it's kind of taking a long time, and it's not that it's taken a long time. It's just that I was expecting it to be in our TV slot, you know, and it's like, no, it actually is a process. And so that's just been really interesting to watch and to track and to wake up in the morning and be like, what did they build now? Um, but I did want to say that when we're when our hearts are under construction, it's not a fast process. It's a process that actually takes quite a while. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. Right now, I've been struggling a lot because I just feel like, let me get to the next point and then I'll explain what I'm feeling. So one of my friends was talking about, <laughs> she was talking about how she feels sometimes like her heart, you know, like the construction in her heart is just like, stop. Like, it's just been like taking a break and it hasn't picked back up yet. And I'm like, literally, that's how I feel sometimes. Like, literally, it feels like all the construction workers are like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Like, I'm going to go take a break. And there's no one there doing the construction for, like, a good week and a half. Um, that moment when you just start feeling kind of, like, mm, not as close to God, you know? Um, yeah, okay. But basically what I was going to say was, in relation to that, I know this is all over the place because, like, my mind is all over the place right now. And I'm hoping that this turns out okay. But I'm just going to get it all out anyway. So basically... Um, that whole idea of being under construction and then it kind of lagging a little bit, like nothing, it being stagnant for a little bit, literally is what I saw one day. I was, um, not one day, like one week, um, I was watching them build one day and they were just going at it, building, 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 and then they had to get to the next step because, Okay, they have to, let me finish this point, and then I'll go to the next point. I feel like my points are coming in my brain faster than I can um, speak them out. <laughs> but basically, they were building and building and building, and then all, all of a sudden, for like a good, like, three or four days, they just stopped. Like, there was nothing going on. And I realized that nothing was happening because they had another part of the project that those specific people who were doing that one part of the project that day couldn't do. So that's the thing about construction. And this is the next point that I want to get to is that there are different people who are specialized in different areas. And so the person who is the, I think it's the mason, masonry. I think that I'm going to call it masonry, but I'm pretty sure that's maybe not what it is. Um, but the person who's the person who's the masoner, um, I hope that's the right word, is like the bricklayer. Um, they're not going to be the same person per se, who is, you know, setting up the scaffolds for the house. So there's so much that goes into construction and there's so many people who are specialized in certain areas, workers who do certain things and they're really good at those things, but they're not doing the entire entirety of the project they're not doing every single part of the project the person who's laying the bricks isn't going to be the same person who decorates the home once it gets finished right and the person who 
is the architect of the home who drew out the plans and all that stuff like that isn't the same person who's going to be putting in all the electrical wires and all that stuff like that unless you're doing your own house um but typically it takes a whole team it takes a group of people um and it takes people specialized in those areas to help out in that way and so I realize that sometimes in my heart it feels like I'm under construction and it feels like that construction is stagnant for a little bit and I realize that sometimes it's stagnant for a little bit because I have to wait on God to either do something or wait on him to bring someone into my life or wait on him to tell or wait on me. Sometimes I have to, you know, get to the point where I recognize I'm the one that's supposed to be doing this um, to do the next part of the project. Because I was so focused on bricklaying. I was so focused on laying the foundation that it was like, okay, the foundation's laid now, Hannah. You've already got the bricks up for your foundational framework you need to start getting to the next part, you know, and I keep trying to hold on to the past, keep trying to hold on to whatever else. And God is like, girl, if you would just let go of the past, if you would just walk and step forward into the future, then you could begin that process of uh, or continue that process of building. Um, and it's no longer foundational. I feel like for me, I'm no longer at the point of that foundational knowledge I feel like I'm at the point with Christ right now where it's very practical. It's very like, okay, this is what he said in his word. Now let's put it into practice. Um, and I think that that is just beautiful because honestly, quite frankly, I um, I want to I, I want to always put myself like lower than I am. Like I always want to like say, well, I'm not qualified enough to be at this level or whatever, but I am at the level of being putting God's word into practical use right now like I'm no longer at the foundational level where I have to learn about who he is or learn about because I've I've already been through that you know and I think that there's nothing wrong with being in either one they're both super important and super like they're just both super important for just how we grow in life because you have to have that foundational knowledge to know how to apply things in life and um yeah so Let me get back to the point of construction, then I'm going to go into that. (laughs) So the whole point on construction is that our hearts are constantly under construction. And it is a lifetime of building going on in our hearts. Once we've laid that foundation in Christ, it's literally just building up from there. And another thing I want to say is that building takes community, right? Um, It's important that the community that we have is people who are wanting to edify us because the workers that are out there are wanting to build that house. They're not just out there saying, oh, I want to, you know, mess this up a little bit or being lazy about it, but they are out there diligently working to build that house. And we need people and community in our lives who want to diligently work to build us up, to edify us. And I looked up what the word edify means because we use it all the time in church lingo, but I didn't really know what it meant. And edify means, it originally meant to construct a building. And so I think that is so powerful and applicable to what I'm saying today because literally community edifies us. The people that we put around us are the ones that are going to help us construct this building in our hearts and you know they can't lay the foundation for us 
but they can help us once that foundation is laid um, to continue building, right? So nobody can make us have a relationship with God. But once we decide to have a relationship with God, they can help us grow closer to him. The community that I have right now is helping me grow closer to God. They couldn't make the decision for me to have a relationship with God. They didn't make me get to know God. I chose to make that decision on my own, but now they're here and they're able to help me continue building and continue scaffolding and all the stuff that I need to do in order to make this construction what it needs to be. And I think that's the importance of community is that it strengthens you and it edifies you so that you can construct this building and so that while your heart is under construction no damage or destruction is coming in and messing with it and tampering with it um and yeah um so the next thing is that um this whole this whole idea let me because i just feel like i'm jumping 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 one more thing it takes a team and that's why we need community because no one person can build a house themselves. Um, when I look out there, it's literally like different people working on different aspects of the project, right? You have the people who are, um, you know, the architects, the the ones that are drawers, the ones that are getting the funds for this, the ones that are, you know is contacting the city to make sure this is approved you have the it's just so many different aspects of it you have the people that are laying the concrete you have so there's so many different parts that make a whole but the thing is is that they all come at different stages in the process and so though we have community it's not going to be the same community every time and that's something that i need to learn wow that is something that i because for me I love people so much and I love people so hard that I want to keep everyone in the way that I remember them. I want to keep everyone with me. And so it's been a little, literally, it's been like a year and I have been still trying to hold on to my friends from FSW and like, I love them and I still want to hang out with them and stuff like that, but I'm still trying to hold on to them and drag them into this season of life with me. And it's like, no, <laughs> they were for that stage in the process of building. And now we're in the next stage in the process of building. Now we're, you know, we have a different set of community, different set of people working on the construction and who I'm helping with their construction as well. Um, but it's a different, it's a different stage of life now. And so I think that that's so powerful because, you know, when you're at the foundational stage of building with the concrete and all that stuff like that, that's those people who work during that time are different than the people who work uh, during the installation stage of electricity. Like they're not going to be the same people, right? Because they're specialized in that area. And so God, I feel like does the same thing. We're in different stages of our life in different seasons. He will provide us the community that we need to come to continue building for us. He's not going to put electrical people out there when only the foundation is laid. If we don't have the supports, if we don't have the rest of like, you don't put the electricity there just when the foundation is laid. The electrical people don't come out when the foundation is laid. 
No, they have to actually build the structure. And once the structure is built and you have all the wooden beams and all that stuff like that, then you could put in the electricity. Then you can start putting in the AC installation and the insulation and all of that. Like, you know, and so it's just different people for different stages in the process of constructing our hearts. And I feel like that's what God does. And he's so good at it. If we just trust him, he really does bring around the community that we need to build us up and that we can build up as well because it's a two-way process it's not just like oh they need to help me they need to help me no it's about who edifies us and who we edify because the only time that people ever really edify us is if we are edifying others like the only way <clears throat> that people will really be committed to helping you construct your building is when you are helping them too because we all need help constructing our building. We all need help building up. And edification really is a two-way process. Like, it's not, edification on the human level is a two-way process. Like, it's not something that, you know, is just parasitic. It's not like one person receiving the benefits while everybody else is kind of suffering. Because people don't edify other people who don't edify them. Like, if you're really being honest like and I'm not you <laughs> like you're talking to me if I'm really being honest the only people that I really do edify fully um and that I am committed to helping construct their buildings are the people who I love and who love me who edify me too and it's a two-way process you know and I think that that's how God created it God, I think God created it to be a two-way process so that you're not just receiving but you're also giving so that you're also not just giving and giving and giving, but you're also receiving, you know, I think that's why he created it that way. And so, anywho, co community is so important in building our, um, in constructing our hearts, um, and building in our hearts. And, um, yeah, so our hearts are under construction. It's a lifetime of building. We need community to help us, to strengthen us, to edify us, um, Okay, on to the next thing. <laughs> so, once you've laid the foundation, right, they implement these things called scaffolds. And scaffolds are basically just like these kind of uh, quickly built wooden beams that you're able to stand on, move around on, so that you can build the stuff that's higher. So, like, when you're on like when you're standing up there's certain things that you can do while standing right but then there gets to a point where you can't reach that and so you create these scaffolds around um I'm pretty sure the people who create the scaffolds are different than the people that are actually doing the the work of like I think that's why they sometimes become stagnant um, like in the construction process, like sometimes you'll see for a few days, like, okay, no one's out there because I think what happens is there's a different set of people who come and scaffold and build the kind of wooden things and the ways to support people while standing up on them. Cause that's also a liability. If you end up like, if someone ends up, you know, like getting hurt in the construction process, they end up getting compensation for that. And so companies, of course, want to make sure that the workers are safe. And so they build these scaffolds so that people can stand on them, reach, you know, whatever heights they need to reach, build whatever they need to build, and then they take the scaffolds away. And so the point that I wanted to make with this was that, first of all, sometimes our 
sometimes we think that it is ooh, this is good. Sometimes we think that it is us being stagnant, right? We feel like our construction is just hitting a little lull, you know? Um, But sometimes it's not that it's stagnant, but it's that God is trying to build the scaffold so that we can reach higher heights. Amen. So that we can reach higher heights in him. So that we can reach the next stage in development, the next stage in construction. He wants us to get to that level. And so sometimes he has to build a scaffold to help us get there. And the thing, yeah, 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 yeah. He builds that scaffold so that we can get to the next level, so we can get to the next stage of construction building what we need to build because I want to guarantee you that there is no way you can build a house without scaffolds like there's no way that you could just reach what you need to reach without having a scaffold to help you in some way or in some area because it's not just reaching certain things but scaffolds also hold up certain things so if there's a part of like you know if there's a part of the roof that needs to be held up or something like that scaffolds also do that they also help hold up things too and so scaffolds are really important in supporting the process of development scaffolds are important of supporting the process of construction wow that's powerful i didn't even plan on saying that thank you god um but here's the thing about scaffolds scaffolds are not part of the construction like they're a part of the construction but they are not um the building itself um scaffolds are meant to support you while you continue constructing but it is not meant to be the source of strength for the construction because if you think about it the people who build the scaffolds they're not going to leave those scaffolds there and so christ builds so that we are able to stand Because this is this whole idea of like support versus strength. So scaffolds provide support so that we can strengthen the building by actually constructing it. But if we just leave the scaffolds up and think, okay, that's fine. You know, I'm just going to leave it like that because it's working. It's functional. Then once those scaffolds are gone, you no longer have support. And so that's what Christ does in us is he wants to build those scaffolds. So that we can strengthen the building itself. So when we have that scaffold, we're able to lay that brick down um, at a higher level so we can make sure that it's all aligned up. We're not just going to leave the scaffolds there because when we leave the scaffolds there and we don't strengthen the building itself, once we take those scaffolds away, there's literally it's going to collapse because there's no strength in the building. All the strength was in the scaffolds and the scaffold is just there for support. And I think Christ has this way of teaching us because remember, he's a teacher. (laughs) So he has this way of teaching us that not only supports us, but supports us in a way that we can be strengthened on our own, not apart from him, not strengthened apart from him, but strengthened in him. But we are strengthened like on our own so that we aren't um so that when the scaffold is gone we no longer you know will fall apart we'll still be able to stand afterward um I hope that makes sense but like he creates the scaffold so that he can support us 
But once he strengthens us and gets us to the level of strength and endurance and persistence that we need to be at, those scaffolds go away. And sometimes the scaffolds will go away even without him taking it away. Like, I'm pretty sure that in the construction process, people who build scaffolds and then there's like a huge storm, even though the foundation's laid and that's solid, like the scaffolds, once those, you know, break off because of the storm, everything else that was depending on the scaffolds will break away. And so I think that's just showing, once again, the importance of us not just being supported, but also being strengthened. Because when we're strengthened, we're able to stand even after the scaffolds are gone. When we're supported, we're just being held up by whoever or whatever is holding us. And I think that kind of plays into the community aspect, too. I think that's why um, in the Bible, I think it was Paul mentions that we are to edify each other. We're not just meant to support one another, hold one another up, because as soon as we let go, that person's falling. We're not meant to hold one another up. No, 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 no. We are meant to strengthen one another, to edify one another. And edification being that process of constructing a building. And I think that that's such a beautiful way of phrasing it, because when you think about it, support can be gone at any minute and so when people say oh I have such a supportive community like I think we should start reframing that to and rephrasing it to I have a community that edifies me and that I edify because remember edification is a two-way process um but that just plays into the whole thing of support versus strength we want to be strengthened not just supported and it's important to be supported you know what I mean like support is not to say support just goes away because we still need scaffolds. You can't build that. You can't be strengthened without scaffolds. They work hand in hand. But we don't want to just leave it at the level of support. We want to leave it at the level of strengthening one another, um, not just supporting one another. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically and essentially, um, in our hearts, construction is taking place. And it is a lifetime of building. But once we've laid that foundation, we just continue building up from there. And we need Christ and community to help us continue building Christ and the community that we are in, in that stage of development, in that stage of construction, really helps us to build and helps us by scaffolding around the house so that we can strengthen the house and build it up to what it needs to be. Um, and that is the process of edification constructing a building and then one other thought about this whole idea of construction is we don't praise the building itself but we praise the architect we praise the ones that built this right so for me if I walk into somebody's home I'm not gonna say wow you did such a good job of building this and making this architecturally sound right you wouldn't walk into somebody's house and say, like, if, you know, especially back in the day when they used to have, like, all of those cathedrals and just the beauty of the domes and all of that stuff like that. I hope you guys can't hear the ringing. Well, it'll be whatever. Um, but it's like all these domes and the cathedrals and all the beauty and the splendor of all of these creations and, you know, the columns that they used to create. It's just, like, gorgeous. But you don't look at that. And then praise the building itself because the building itself didn't get put there. <laughs> the building didn't build itself. 
You praise the architect. You praise the one who created it, right? And you know he did. He was. It wasn't just one person that created it. It was a team of people. But the person who is kind of over the whole entire thing is the one that orchestrated everything. Amen. Is the one that orchestrated everything to flow the way it needed to flow to get the people who needed to be there there to get the next stages of development working, right? And I feel like that's what God is. God is that person who's the overseer of the project. He's the one who brings in the people that need to be brought in. He's the one that creates the scaffolds, forms the teams, gets, you know, all of that stuff like that, has the vision for what he wants the building to look like. And when we let him onto the lot, onto the lot that we have you know, in our heart, we let him in and we say, go ahead, start building. He's going to start building. Now we can try to stall the process. We can try to stop him. He's not just going to bulldoze through and be like, no, 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 let me finish. No, no, no. He wants our permission. He wants us to truly want him to build in our hearts. And I think that's something I struggle with sometimes because sometimes I say, God, I want you to build my heart, but then I don't act like it or I don't. I say it, it's like lip service, but I don't truly mean it, you know? And then when he starts building, I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay, I have, an, I have an analogy for this. I'm going to get sidetracked so much. I have an analogy for this. So it's like when I'm watching HGTV, right, and they're, like, renovating the house, it's like you never see people, you never see the people who live in that house, you never see them coming up to the renovators and being like, mm, yeah, what you're doing right now, I don't like it, <laughs> like redo the whole thing, right, because they just let the renovators do their job, what they do is they say, here renovators, like let me use Fixer Upper, for example, Chip and Joanna Gaines, that's my favorite one, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's my favorite one, I love Chip, I love Joanna Gaines, I love their family, I love them, I love the show, um, they're awesome, check them out if you ever get the chance, they also have a lot of books and, you know, like websites, all this stuff like that, this is not sponsored by them, but I love them so much, and they're amazing um but let's say chip and joanna games are starting a new renovation project the people that they talk to who they're about to do to renovate the house for they ask them what are you you know what do you like what's your desire for this house what's your vision what do you want to see what do you you know what are you thinking all of this stuff like that they ask them for their desires they ask the people for the desires of their heart and then they begin building but those people don't pop back in and be like, oh, that wasn't what I was thinking. Let's redo the whole thing. They don't, those people don't pop back in during the construction and renovation process. They just wait until the finished product is done and they trust that the people who are renovating their home took the desires that they wanted and implemented it into the household. And then it ends up becoming better than they could ever imagine. And I feel like that's what God does too. And God is really speaking right now, man. Like, I feel like sometimes when I'm talking, I just like process things a lot better. And also God like speaks to me through me talking. And so this is just, this is amazing. Cause this is literally, I didn't even plan to say all of this. Like this stuff right here, literally only God, but okay. So thank you, Lord. So God, he doesn't just bulldoze in and say, this is what we're going to do. Imagine if you wanted to get your house renovated and then the renovator comes in and says, this is what we're going to do. You would be like, wait a second, this is my house. I want it to be the way that I want it to be. Um, you can't just, yeah. And I feel like that's what God does is he respects us so much, even in his deity, even being divine. He respects us and loves us so much and values us so much that he's like, 
I value your opinion. I value your thoughts. I value your heart's desire because I was the one that put those heart's desires in you. So I already know. (laughs) But he wants us to come to him and say, so here's the collage of what I want in my house. This is what I kind of want it to look like. And then he values that. I mean, and not every desire that we have is going to be in the way that we're thinking. But he does value our desires and he does it in alignment with his will. And then he constructs this house and renovates our houses to make it where what it needs to be, you know? And, you know, I'm going to get to renovation in a little bit because construction and renovation are two different things. Like construction is like actually building it. I feel like when we are kind of first walking in our journey with Christ, we're like constructing, 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 constructing. And then sometimes things get damaged or sometimes things mess up. Even after the house is built, you know, then sometimes you have to bring in that renovation piece and be like, okay, let's update this space. Let's get this, let's get this fixed, you know? Um, and so, yeah, in both situations, God is the overseer and God is the one that's orchestrating everything and to work out the way that it needs to work out so that the building can be not only stable, but can also be beautiful, right? God doesn't want us to just be stable, but he also wants us to be beautiful. And so I feel like when he's going through that process of constructing in our hearts, it's not just so that our hearts can be sound and our hearts can be strengthened, but so that we can be beautiful, so that beauty can exude from us to other people, so that love can come and overflow, so that grace can overflow, so that mercy can overflow, all of the beautiful things. And you know what I think I was just thought about? How are we going to have the fruit of the Spirit if we don't have a place to put them? Like, the fruit of the Spirit is peace and love and joy and all that stuff like that. But how am I going to have, like, how, where, where can I store them? If I don't have a house, where can I store the fruit of the Spirit? Where can I have easy, easy access to it? Oh, my gosh. What is that? I thought I just saw someone walking back. Bro, I'm seeing things. I literally, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but I literally thought I saw something. Okay, and I didn't, and I'm crazy. Okay, but anywho, um, yeah, where are we going to have anything to store? Where can we store anything if we don't have a building or a construction or home to store it in? Like, if you think about it, the things that we value, we store in a home. I value my family, I value my belongings that I have, um, and so I store that in a home. And so that's what we need. If we value the fruit of the Spirit, we need to store it in our homes. Wow, thank you, God. Okay, so where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, that's where I was going with that. So we don't praise the building itself because the building didn't build itself. But we praise the architect. We praise the one who was the overseer of it, who orchestrated everything. And we're like, man, you did that. And I feel like that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to recognize and praise the fact that he not only created this and envisioned this and was the one that was the overseer and the orchestrator of it, but he also gets his hands dirty and builds it up, too. Like, he doesn't just expect, he expects us to work and to build, too. But it's not just it's not like he's just like, okay, now do this, do this, and he's just over there just, like, saying everything that we need to do. He also um, builds and helps as well and constructs as well, and so I wrote down this thought that our legacy is his glory, 
And I think that's so beautiful because all of us want to have a legacy. All of us want to have something that people remember us by, right? But it's not about us. At the end of the day, it's not about us. And I have, I'm, I'm going to do a whole podcast on that idea about it not being about us, but it being about God. But I'm going to get to that in the next podcast. But our legacy is his glory. What we leave behind for other people, for our children, what we leave behind, what we want people to remember us by is his glory. And I think that that's so beautiful because then it makes it less about us and more about him. Because you hear a lot of people saying, I'm just trying to leave a legacy. But it's just about you. And anytime you try to pursue leaving a legacy in and of yourself, it's never going to last. But God has a lasting impact because his glory has a lasting impact. I mean, look at, you know, look at just over the years how Christ's ministry and what Christ did has lasted all the way now. And even like the Bible, which is like, I don't even know how long ago the Bible was created. Like, that's a long legacy to have the Bible and to have the biblical stories and all that stuff like that. Like, that's long. That's a long time. That's a long time. Um, And so when we make sure that our legacy is his glory, it becomes not about us, but about him. And it ends up being longer lasting than we could have ever thought of. Right. Um, I think what a beautiful example of this is my friend Emma. My friend Emma, who recently passed away, like her legacy that she left, what she left behind was an example of like just she left behind an inspirational example of how God's glory worked in her life and is still continuing to work to this day. Like I'm still talking about her. I'm still mentioning her and thinking about her. And I didn't even know her that well when she was alive. Like I was I was pretty close with her through bible study but i wasn't like the closest with her you know and for someone who you know like didn't even try to pursue leaving a legacy was like ended up leaving a bigger legacy than you would ever think you know what i mean and i think that that's beautiful and that shows how it's not about us but when we really truly allow god to work in our lives and to be the constructor of our lives to orchestrate everything in our construction process then the legacy that we leave behind the house that we leave for our children right the example that we leave for our children ends up glorifying God and I think that that is just so beautiful so beautiful so that's the whole idea of construction now let's get on to the idea of constructivism I know 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 what you're thinking we're 46 minutes in and you've only talked about the first topic yes but let me tell you something. The first topic has a lot to do with the second topic because they're the same thing, essentially. I mean, we have construction and then we have constructivism. Basically the same thing, except a little bit different. So construction is like the whole like practical element of like building and all that stuff like that. Um, constructivism is actually a theory. Um, and this is something that we're learning in my education courses. But constructivism is basically this theory created by this man named Jean Piaget. And I know that I kind of flowed off my tongue a little bit. Um, basically, this uh, dude named Jean Piaget came up with this theory of constructivism. And basically, the whole idea of constructivism is that students only truly learn through experience. And they only learn when they construct or build their own knowledge. So basically, his whole principle was 
students aren't just blank slates that we just fill information with. We don't just dump our information to them and then they just hold on to it. But they have prior experiences and they are already filled up. They're already, you know, where they need to be. They're just building from what they're learning. And what I think about is I truly do when I think of this idea of constructivism, I think of a building. Like I think of how you build things. Kids come to school, most of them sometimes already with a foundation. Now, sometimes they don't already have a foundation. You have to set that for them. You have to help them build that by putting the concrete down and stuff like that. But every year after that, every successive year, you start building and you start doing different levels and stages of the building process. And it takes that community, that community of other students. It takes a community of um, teachers. It takes a community of family to help students build up their buildings and he was talking about this in the sense of like knowledge in the sense of understanding like you know material I'm talking about this more so in the sense of like becoming stable buildings (laughs) like becoming stable constructions but basically he was saying that they build their knowledge through experience so the only way that they truly know things they truly learn is when they experience it they're able to connect it to things that they've previously been in, and then they're able to continue building on what they know. And I feel like a lot of times teachers want to act like they're just, you know, like just giving us the information. Teachers don't ever just give us information. We understand the information that is presented or the opportunity to grab information that is based off of us and our prior experiences and us choosing to built on that prior knowledge you know what I mean I don't really know if I explained that well but basically the idea of constructivism is that is that students aren't blank slates none of us are blank slates when we experience something new we connect it to what we've previously learned or what we've previously seen and then we use that or we don't use it to build continue building Um, sometimes we do take it and we continue building with it and sometimes we don't and that's okay not everything needs to be taken to build with and I think that um in this idea of constructivism once again God is not only Jesus okay Jesus oh that's where I was gonna go with this so Jesus when he was alive the example that he set and the things that he did in life there was two things that really stand out to me that he did first of all he was a carpenter which means he was building stuff back in the days right he was building stuff and carpentry and construction work really hand in hand. And I remember there was this book I read once called Lessons from a Carpenter, where basically the dude was going through and talking about all these lessons that we can learn from Jesus's life as a carpenter and how the analogies and things that he used, um, like the things that Jesus used, represent a carpenter's understanding of how buildings work and how construction takes place. And so It's just a really good book. I forgot who it's by, but you could find it just by looking up lessons from a carpenter. Um, But it shows us that side of Jesus that is a builder, that is a constructor. You know what I mean? And so that's what I just talked about in the construction piece. But in this constructivism piece, it's talking about education and how, you know, students build their own knowledge through experiences and they construct their own knowledge. Um, That whole idea, I feel like, comes from Jesus being a teacher. Like, if you think about it, two of the biggest things that Jesus was was a carpenter and a teacher um I mean he was also you know like son of God but when he was on earth um like two of the biggest like occupational type of things that he did 
was carpentry and teaching, you know, teaching the disciples and stuff like that. And I think that's a beautiful representation of construction, which is carpentry, and constructivism, which is teaching. And Jesus as a teacher shows the perfect way to teach students and help them to truly understand and have a solid foundation in their learning, but to also continue building on that learning. Because it's not just like you just deposit information, but you're building on your learning and you just, you know, you keep building up and up and up and up and up. And Jesus shows us the perfect way to do that. He doesn't just give us information and then we just go with it. He gives us the opportunity to, he gives us the opportunity to build our knowledge um, he lets us go through experiences so that we can learn and construct our own knowledge so that it's not just him saying, I am faithful, but we go through experiences and then we, we look back on them and we reflect on them and we realize, oh, God is faithful. And he doesn't want to just tell us stuff. He doesn't want to just say, you know, trust me, I love you. You know what I mean? But he lets us go through experiences that help us to see his love for us. And then we start building that knowledge of Christ really does love me because now I have experiences that I've gone through that I can see that he loves me. And that's what constructivism is. It's allowing, I'm so sorry. My throat is like <coughs> really dry. I can't really breathe. I can't breathe. That's exaggerating. I can breathe. But yeah. Anywho. So oh so he's and he doesn't just you know want to just build everything for us and take it he wants us to actually participate in the building process he wants us to be in the learning process with him and I just think that's so cool so yeah construction and constructivism showing Jesus as a carpenter and as a teacher and also showing the importance of community and how community really helps us in our learning experiences. Like when, when I'm constructing my own knowledge, that looks like me reflecting on what I've done and coming to new understandings of coming to new understandings of the things that I'm reflecting on and the things that I've gone through. Um, like that's what it looks like to construct your knowledge is to, you know start building on your own understanding of the world in which you faced and stuff like that and that a lot of times happens when I'm talking to other people like a lot of times when I'm talking to other people I will like especially my best friend like we will start constructing our understandings together and then we end up you know getting to places and being like whoa like I didn't I didn't know we were gonna get there I didn't know this was you know and then we start recognizing like things that we need to work on or things that we need to improve or things that we need to do to be closer to God and to have better, you know, solid frameworks for our houses. Um, yeah, okay, I'm I'm losing it. My brain is like all over the place. I've been talking for an hour and <laughs> basically, I hope that makes sense. Um, I really do. I hope that makes a lot of sense. If it doesn't, I don't know what to tell you. If it doesn't make sense, uh, you might just have to, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you if it doesn't make sense. But, okay, anywho, that's it. Construction and constructivism.